How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Mario, and I love Jesus. And I'm excited to get to share with you guys a message that I think that he wants to tell you tonight. Um, so, can we, can we pray to start? Let's do that. Dear God, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for an opportunity to come together as a family and to give you what you deserve, God, the praise that you deserve, the honor that you deserve, the time that you deserve. And God, we just come to you expectant tonight. We expect you to, to speak to our hearts. We expect you to call us out where we need to be called out. We expect you to speak truth into our hearts where we need truth and to give us grace, God, where we need grace because we may have fallen short lately. And we're sorry about that, God. We need you to stay aligned, to stay straight, to stay narrow in our walk, God, because we can tend to just stray off. God, we love you. and just pray that you would meet us here tonight in this place, that you'd speak to our hearts, that we'd be open to receive it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Les was saying uh, that if, if you haven't been here for a couple weeks, then you wouldn't know. So I, I see some new faces tonight, so I'm just catch you guys up. Sky's back, guys. She's back in Haiti. What's up, Sky? We got some Y-Wearers from Hawaii in the house over tonight. We saw Christian at, uh, at Axum, and he was like, you guys should come, and they're here. Like, isn't that cool? They actually like did what they said they were going to do. Sometimes people will be like, yeah, see you there, and then they like go do something else because they're, they're so cool. But these guys are so, so cool that they actually came. And, and I got Gary in the house, he's back, and I see like, I see the Armstrongs back there, and I'm just super excited, and, and everybody who's here, we got Karen from Minnesota, hey, hey Karen, how you doing? And it's just like, God is here tonight, and, and so are you. So that's amazing, that's awesome, he's got some big things to share. Oh, and I got Peter and Bethany here, who's Peter and Bethany? These guys are OG jaywalkers right here, and now they're like married, and they have a baby, and she's sitting right between them right now, she's like the cutest. So hold her up, like, like, like they held up Simba and Lion King, for example, if that's not gonna, if that's not gonna mess her up. Look, here's, here's a baby. Oh, <laughs> And she's like real and alive, and like that's life, and that's happening right now. So like, that's really cool. So now that everybody is here and, and welcome, uh, I'm going to give you a quick little recap of some of the stuff that we've been talking about. We're in our series called Relationships. It's We don't like repeat many series, and this isn't a repeat series, but this is a, like a throwback to like a couple, we've done one of these every year. So this is our third year doing a relationship series, and this one in particular is looking a little bit different. It's looking at like the ships and how they represent like relationships in our lives, but not just the ships, actually the water itself and some of the surroundings and some of the conditions. So we're talking about different things. And if you go back up like a few weeks, we were talking about um, last week, we talked about icebergs and lookouts. And icebergs and lookouts, we're talking about how there's things in the waters that are dangerous. And that if we're not looking for those things, then those things could actually end up uh, like sinking us, taking us out. Like a big giant ship could get taken out by an iceberg that's relatively small, because it looks small, but most of it's like under the surface. Then we talked about rudders and radii, how there's a small thing like steering the ship. And the ships don't turn like 
super fast. So we start getting off course, it takes a little while, but then it takes a little while to get back on course. We can't turn a boat like immediately. Boats don't even have brakes, right? So we've been talking about this for a few weeks, these different types of things, and we actually opened up this whole series by talking about how God made different types of ships in the waters. We call them pink and blue ships, blue and pink ships, that there's guys and that there's girls and that it's not a mistake and that it's by God's design. He designed you a certain way, and we're supposed to interact with each other in a certain way. Like, guys are supposed to respect and love women. They're supposed to treat them in a way that's like, like, like they're honored, like they're a child of God. And a lot of times, guys don't do that. And it breaks this, like, thing that God set up beautifully. And, and women are supposed to, like, act a certain way and towards guys. And we kind of cross some of those lines sometimes, and those things, that when we cross those lines, they create problems in relationships. So we've been talking about all that for a while, and this week I'm really excited because um, our, our message is called Rocks and Lighthouses. Um, and so you see some rocks in this picture. This is uh, the latest installment of the relationship series. And so I just wanted to kind of share with you like what my thoughts were on that. Um, I've even got some pictures because we recently went to like a lighthouse my family back in January and I was like already thinking about this series coming up and knowing that I wanted so I was like snapping pictures away I didn't take too many of them I got like four of them that I want to share with you tonight so that's what's going on um and and I'm really excited but basically here's like the takeaway because some people like to know the takeaway like right off the bat if the light isn't guiding our way then we may run into something that we don't mean to run into And that to keep a lighthouse going, it takes work. So I want to share with you like what that all means tonight. Um, and I'm going to start with God's word. So Psalm 119, verse 105 says this. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So like, if that was the only thing we said tonight, guys, this word, the Bible, God's word, his truth to us, that's what should lead us and guide us and direct us in our lives. If we're choosing what leads us and guides us and directs us ourselves, then we're going to get off course. We're going to make mistakes and we're going to choose the wrong thing because what we think is wrong sometimes. And that's hard for us to like take and to hear, isn't it? Like, I know that seems right to you, but it's wrong. Like, you think it's okay, but it's actually a lie. And then the lies are scary because sometimes they're like part truth and part lie. And we like want to grab onto that and like justify the other part. But when we do that, we're making up our own rules. When we make up our own rules, we're not walking in the light. The next verse that I want to share with you is this. It's John. Oh, it's Matthew 5, 16 first. This is what God calls us to do. He says, in the same way. That God's light shines a path for us. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We're like, yeah, let them see my good works. But don't we sometimes do it like for, for us? Like let them see how good of a job I'm doing so they can be like, you're doing a good job. But that's not what this says. This says, let them see your good works so that they praise your Father in heaven. Like when people look at you, 
if you're shining the light that came from God and it's his light that's coming back out of you, then what you're doing is you're actually letting people see God. You're showing people God. You're showing them the light and the truth. And that's such a big deal. We'll get into it more when we start talking about the lighthouses. But I just want to give you all of God's word first. John 1.5 says this. It says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Like darkness can't be light. You can have a round of, you, you've been in dark and you think you've been in the dark, but you've never been in the dark. You've never really been like just all the way like in the dark because most people haven't. Usually there's like a little bit of light from somewhere, right? And there's this famous video, it's called Carrie in the Dark, actually, that's the girl's name. And she like has this misconception that like if, she's, if she just waits a little bit longer, like she's gonna see things. Because all of her circumstances in her life have said, it's not like completely dark, it's just my eyes have to adjust, right? And so this little girl thinks that like if she just waits a little longer, she'll see things. But she was in a completely dark, no light at all room. Just nothing. And she's like, I just gotta wait a little longer. Five minutes go by, 10 minutes go by. She's like, my eyes are just adjusting. They're getting used to it. 15 minutes goes by, 20. She's like, this is kind of taking longer than I thought. But I know for a fact that like, it's on the way. I'm gonna see in a second. And, and she did that for like an hour, thinking that eventually she was gonna be able to see. All you need is a little bit of light to see. But if there's none, you won't see anything. See, we can light one candle in the gym and it'll light up the whole gym eventually. Right? You might be that one candle in your friend group. You might be that one candle at your job. You might be that one thing, the one light that's bringing brightness to the people around you. Maybe it's your family. And like, you're the light for your family. But darkness cannot overcome light. Ever. And we can clap for that because that's cool. Like, the darkness cannot overcome the light. Amazing. This one says this, John 8, 12. It says, that again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now that's kind of interesting because what it's saying is Jesus is the light. If you're going to follow him, that means you're going to be walking like with him. You're going to be walking like him. You're going to be a jaywalker. You're going to walk like Jesus. It's not going to look the same way everybody else's life looks because see, your life is going to do this. You're not going to walk in darkness. Like when you follow Jesus, you do not walk in darkness. You want to know if you're following Jesus the way he called you to? Is there darkness in your life? There shouldn't be. Like where Jesus is, there's not darkness. So if you're walking in darkness, then you chose today not to walk with Jesus. You chose to walk somewhere else and to do something else and to do whatever you felt like doing. And you chose to turn off your ship a little bit because you chose to not walk the way he was walking because he doesn't walk in darkness. Jesus is light. And so when we follow him, we are in the light like him. And I think we have this like this misconception that says that like, everybody sins and we're all going to sin. When you're walking with him, you don't. You don't. 
The only reason you sin is if you stop walking with him and you choose to walk your own way. If you keep walking with Jesus, you keep walking outside of sin. Sin doesn't exist where Jesus is. So when you walk with Jesus, you're not in sin. The Bible says that you can overcome sin. You can defeat sin. Like you have the power of the Holy Spirit inside you. The same one that Jesus had inside of him. And when the power of the Holy Spirit's inside you, you just have to activate it. You just have to say, I choose that today instead of choosing myself. And you're not walking in darkness because Jesus is in darkness. Nothing in him is dark. Walk like Jesus and you'll walk in the light. But how am I in this place right now? Because you stopped walking with him. Because you chose yourself. Because you chose that thing. Like it's easier than we make it. There's no excuses for sin. Every time it's a choice. And the choice is the same every time. Jesus is going this way. I don't feel like it's too hard. They're going to make fun of me. They're going to laugh at me. I don't know how to do that. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve that. You can make up a million excuses, but this is the one that you're supposed to do, right? Jesus is going this way. Go this way. It's not the way Jesus says. It's that simple. It's that simple. One more. 1 John 1, 5 through 7. This one's tough. I don't know if you're ready for this one. I'm going to just bring it all the way down. It says, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you. That God is light and in him is no darkness at all. I can accept that, right? God's light. In him there's no darkness. I believe that. Right? Like, I can see that. Like, there's... Like, God comes to his light. He just lights up the place. Like, in heaven, God is the light. Like, he's the light there. You don't need lights because it's him. Because he's there and he is light. But it keeps going. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Oh, yeah, I follow God. Oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I do what God says. But I walk in darkness, so we're a liar. That's not the, if you walk in darkness, you're not walking with God. God is not in darkness. God is outside of darkness. God is light. If we choose darkness over light, then we're a liar if we say we're following God. That's what God's word says. It says we are a liar if we say that we are following him when we're walking in darkness, when we're walking in sin. When we're choosing to go our own way and not the way he says, then we're a liar and the truth is not in us. I told you this one was a hard word. I don't even know if that's the whole thing yet. That's just sex. It keeps going. It says, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, hold on. I thought we were talking about ourselves here. So that's kind of weird because it just shifted a little bit. It says if we walk in the light, like he's in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. Wow. I 
thought that the way that we had fellowship was one, with one another was when we like loved one another and served one another. Right? I thought that's how we got fellowship with one another. But wait, that's not what this is saying. This is saying the way to get fellowship with one another, the way to stop gossiping, the way to stop talking bad about people, the way to stop being hurt by what other people do to us, the way to stop being so focused on what everybody thinks about us and how they feel like we should be doing, the way to stop being so sensitive to the things that people do wrong to us and being offended by all the problems and all the all the things that people do and how I can't believe they would do that. They're supposed to be a Christian. It's not to, to worry about them at all. They're not even the reason why you're offended. They're not even the thing that you're mad at. They're not even the problem. The problem is just that you're not walking in the light. The problem is that you're choosing darkness. When you choose to walk with Jesus, your relationships are going to be fine. You're going to have fellowship with one another. But not only that, because that would be pretty great in itself, but also walking in the light destroys the darkness and you're going to have the sin in your life just gone. It's just not going to be there anymore. You're going to be like, are you saying that I can live the perfect life? Yep, because the Bible does. The Bible does. And it doesn't just say it. It calls us to it. It says, Jesus, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Jesus wants us to be perfect. And we're like, you can't mean that, Jesus. That's impossible. It is impossible if it's in your strength that you're trying to be perfect. It's completely impossible. But you know what? So is having fellowship with one another. Completely impossible in your own strength. So is feeling good about yourself. Completely impossible in your own strength. So is being saved impossible in your own strength? So why do we accept those ones, but not accept the fact that God wants to get rid of all the sin in our life? Why do we? Why are we okay with some sin staying? Because you know what happens when some sin stays in your life? It just said it. You're a liar, and the truth is not in you. And people look to you and they say, that person is supposed to be a light. If that's what a light looks like, then I don't want to be a light. Because I was that person who looked at people who said that they were a light. And I looked at their life and I saw what was in their life. I saw how they were treating people. I saw how they were talking to people. I saw what they were doing with women. I saw how they were one way at church and then they went to somebody's house and they were a different way. And I watched them. And I said, well, then I don't want that. Because their God's not stronger than me, myself. I can do better than that on my own. Now, that was super arrogant of me, and I know that now. But there was some truth behind that, too, wasn't there? Like, why would I want to follow somebody who's the same as everybody else? But just lying about it and being a hypocrite about it. At least the people who were just out there doing the wrong thing know they're doing the wrong thing and they're real about it. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm doing the wrong thing. Want to do the wrong thing with me? At least they say that. But the other people, man, they were, they were like pretending like they were doing the right thing, but they really weren't. I don't want to be any part of that. Because the only thing worse than being a sinner is being a fake sinner. 
Like you're a sinner and you lie about it. They're just, they're, they're just a sinner and they know it. Right? They have a chance still. If you think you're saved and you're still walking around just doing whatever you want when you're not here, I don't know, man. I'm glad I'm not the judge. I have a hard time with that one. When you came to me, I know what the Bible says about it, though. The Bible says there's going to be a lot of people who come to him and say, but God, I did this for you. But God, I did that. He's going to be like, look, I didn't even know you. Right? And God says in his word, he's very clear. He says that there's going to be a lot of people who think they're on this path, but the path to me is narrow. And I'm the only way to it. And so there's going to be a lot. Of, if the path is narrow, that's a little bit scary. Right? It means that there's lots of people who are going to be not on the path. So how do we get there, man? Like, is this bad news? Is this, is this not good? So there's two more verses. I wanted to say, like, what walking in light looks like. Before I go into this lighthouse thing, which might just take over. Um... But the two verses are this. They're in Romans chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. This is what Romans 12, 9 says. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. So you want to know how to be a light? Like, be a genuine person. Don't be fake. Right? Like, it's pretty simple. Like, don't be fake. Don't be like this way here and then that way there. Don't be like this way with these friends, but then somebody else who's like not in your group comes around and you're like, mm, we're not that cool, so I don't feel like I'm going to be real with that. Right? Be genuine. Why are you two different people in two different places? If you're you and you're the light, then you should be the same everywhere. Don't be fake and different. Be genuine. And then like hate bad stuff. Right? If it's wrong, if it's sin, hate it. Hold fast to what's good. What's the Bible say is good? Only one thing. God. Hold fast to God. Because he's the only thing that's good. And then verse 10 says this. This is great. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another be better than them at singing? Is that what I'm supposed to do? Be better than them at praying? Is that what you're saying, God? Do a better job than them at school? No. None of those things. Do a better job at showing honor to them. What's genuine love? It's showing them that you appreciate them. It's not talking behind their back. It's not saying bad things about them while you secretly try to outposition them and work your way in front of them so that you can be seen more than them. It's to push them to the front and you step back. It's to, it's to lift them up and hold them accountable for what they're supposed to be doing. It's to lift them up, not yourself. That's what it means. To love genuinely. That's what it means to be a lighthouse. So here's what I learned from lighthouses. I want to show you guys a few pictures. Here's the first picture. This is the St. Augustine Lighthouse. Uh, it's, it's a pretty lighthouse. It's one of the ones that's been there for like the longest time. 
Um, and it's in the oldest city, I think, in the United States. My family went there in January. We have a little like uh, a little spot we like to go in in St. Augustine, and this is the lighthouse. And when we go, we, we visit it, we climb it. So this is the next picture. This picture is my son, Koa. Uh, and what he's holding right there is the, the pail that you can pick up to see how heavy this pail was because the owner of the lighthouse used to have to carry this pail up and down those steps multiple times every day. Like he'd have to go downstairs, fill up the pail, pick it up, walk it up the 160-something stairs, pour it in a little thing so that the light stayed on. Then he'd go back down the stairs. Right? And he'd do that multiple times a day. This is the next picture. It's the view from the top. It's pretty up there. You can see far from up there. You can see things that if you were in the water, in the ocean, you wouldn't be able to see. Because you'd be down at the level of the water. In fact, if it got dark back then, you wouldn't have seen even the land. You've just been going along, and then you've hit some rocks under the under the surface of the water. You wouldn't even know they were there unless there was this thing called a lighthouse that was there to show you that hey, there's land close by. You might want to change your direction, right? That was the thing because they could see further. They could help protect the ships that were out in the water. There's one more picture. There's one part that like the walls kind of cut away and you see on the inside, right? On the inside, I didn't know, like, but these things have like big steel reinforcement on the inside that runs the whole length of the, of the lighthouse and it goes all the way from the bottom to the top, right? And those things are inside the brick and they're on the inside of the other side too. And as it goes up, the lighthouse gets seen and then at the top you have the little thing that you can go to and that's where they would pour the oil Right? So my point to all of that and showing you those pictures and if you've ever been to a lighthouse and you know like what they're like, the point is that they that took that took some work, didn't it? Like that like that took some work to build and that took some work to actually maintain. Because back in the day, man, you had to like carry stuff up every day. And so what's the point of all this? This is this is the point. Are you ready? You were a ship in the water. We talked about how you were a ship, right? Jesus came. And he gave you access to the land. Do you know that people weren't supposed to spend their whole life at sea? Like, the sea's not our home. Like, we're supposed to live on land. And so when Jesus comes, he takes something that was kind of out of its place. Like, like as a ship on the water, you're just going around looking at what other ships are doing and trying to go from place to place. And it's kind of like, what are you doing? You weren't even made for this place. Like, let me set you free. Let me take you where you're supposed to be. And Jesus comes. And not only does he change the fuel for our ship and give us something that powers on, on something that's like re renewable and re reusable, but he also gives us access to the land. And when we go to the land, he doesn't say, now just go do whatever you want on the land. Go spread out and do whatever you feel like doing. He says, I want you to do something on the land. I want you to build a lighthouse. Because I want you to show other ships how to get to land. 
I want you to show other ships how to find this place. And then those ships are going to build lighthouses. And then they're going to show people how to get off of this thing that's just going in circles and just moving around in the water and just not really accomplishing anything. And they're going to, and they're going to get to walk and be in the place that they were meant to be. You were meant for heaven, not earth. You were not meant for this place. See, Jesus is the only one that can change your life from just going around in circles, just floating around in the water to being for something that matters. The something that matters is showing people what they were actually created for, showing them why they actually exist. You exist to show people Jesus. See, because the lighthouse, the energy from the lighthouse, do you know that it came from the light? Now, let's just look at God calling the light. The biggest light that we have around us is called the sun, right? And the sun goes away sometimes. In fact, every day, half a day, it's gone, right? And the only light is light that's produced by, like, things that we've created. But the light that we produce is taken from the sun. Do you know that? Like, fossil fuels are things that absorbed the sun at one point, and then they did some stuff, and now we use them as fuel. So what happens is we're taking these things that got their energy originally from the sun, and we're carrying that with some work up to the top of a lighthouse, and we're dumping that in, and we're saying, now I want you to see this light that's actually not my light. I didn't make this light. This light came from the God of the universe. It came from the sun. And this light is something that I want you to see because it's going to protect you. Because it's going to keep you safe. Because if you don't see this light, all you're going to see is darkness and you're going to hit something. You're going to go whatever way you feel like going. And eventually you're going to run into some land or an iceberg or something that's going to destroy you. Or even worse, you're just going to float around forever and you're never going to accomplish anything. You'll just think it's all about the ship. See, it's not all about the ship, guys. It's about the lighthouse. But see, here's what's cool. Jesus doesn't call you just to build a lighthouse and then that's it. He sends you back into the water to direct ships and to show them where to go. See, we're still human. Jesus could have taken us right away, but he didn't. He left us here. Why did he leave us here? Because we're his reflection on this earth. We're the light that shines. So people look at us and go, where's that light come from? And we can say, that's not my light. That came from him. And it took work. See, I got up every morning and I read from this book that told me the truth. See, I talk to God every day. See, I pray. See, I, I went to places, man, that they weren't doing things that everybody else was doing. Because what I learned was that if I'm walking in darkness, then I'm a liar and the truth's not in me. And I'm not following the one who set me free, who showed me the land, who showed me my purpose and where I was meant to be and where I was supposed to live. But he doesn't save you so you can run into land and just do whatever you want for the rest of your life. And he doesn't save you so you can just be like, oh, that's cool. I know where the land is now. I'm going to go back out and do whatever I want. He saves you so that you can show others him. Like, that's it. That's it. Your light is from him. Any light 
that's in you is his. It doesn't come from you. What's the I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. There's so much to this. But I think that uh, there's probably two things that I want to pull right now. And with your head bowed and with your eyes closed, I want to ask you this question. Are you a ship who's just floating around? Like, is that your story? If you are, this is what that means. It means that you're doing whatever you want to do. You're thinking what you want. You think that life's about what you can get out of it. You haven't responded to the way of Jesus yet. If that's you, you have an opportunity tonight to respond to the light of Jesus. And I want to give you that chance. What Jesus will do is he will take your ship and he will show you ahead. He'll show you, man, where you're supposed to live. He'll turn you into a lighthouse for others. That's the first thing. The second thing that I want to ask you is, maybe you've done that. Maybe you've asked Jesus to lead you, asked him into your heart, asked him, but, but when you got to land, you just kind of got distracted. And instead of being a lighthouse, you just kind of like took what Jesus could offer you like good things. And you kind of ignored the tough things. You're like, I don't feel like, like reading my word every day. I don't feel like carrying that pail up the stairs three times a day. Well, then guess what's going to happen to you? Your light is going to stop shining. Some of you who are in here today, your light's not shining as bright as Jesus wants it to. And it's because you've chosen darkness over him. See, Jesus will come back in, man, and he'll help you put the work in. And he'll bring you back to that place. But you've got to let him. So, if you're here tonight, and you would say, I'm going to... I'm going to raise my hand, but don't do it. Just still head down and still eyes closed. But if you'd say, I'm that first one, I need to have my ship change. I'm, I'm living the wrong life. I'm doing the wrong things. I'm doing it for myself. If that's you, can I see your hand? Just me. It's not for anybody else to see. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see you, Jesus. I see you. Thank you, Jesus. You can put your hands down. If you're here tonight, you say, you know what, I've done that. I've, I've been to the land. I know what Jesus has for me. But my light is not glowing as bright as it should because I'm not putting in the work. Because I'm not putting in the time that God's asked for. And because I'm not following Jesus in everything. I'm not going where he says go. She's in darkness over him sometimes. But can I see your hand? Just, like, just shoot it up real quick. She's in darkness over Jesus Amen. You're here for a reason tonight. He wants you to admit that. Admit that truth. Thank you, Jesus. 